Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. All right, now, who do we have on the line? Melissa DeRosa. She is a former secretary to Governor Cuomo. No, and it's not a secretary secretary. That's a technical word. That means she was chief of she staff. She was chief of chief staff. Of staff. She was a t- she she's was the right, running the show. She's top dog. Uh, if you want to get to Cuomo, you have to stop at her desk first. She she's she's a tough girl. She's a tough lady, and we like tough ladies here at WABC Radio. Welcome back to Cats and Night, Melissa DeRosa. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And next time I'm coming in person. It sounds like you guys are having quite. Yeah, why did you invite her? <laughs> oh, did we not you invite her? Been, you should have invited some of our. Uh, did we not invite her? So, Melissa, well, you know, you know, we, we'd love to have you. In in the new year, we'd love to have you in the studio, and we'll sit you next to David Patterson. I would love that. Sounds good. Melissa, so De- uh, Melissa DeRosa, I know you're hot on this one issue, bail reform, plus those pay raises. Governor Hochul looks like she couldn't get it done. Tell us all about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, what the heck is going on in Albany? Well, you know, so the last couple of weeks, out of, seemingly out of nowhere, the, the issue of the pay increase for the legislature drops from the sky. And it leaks out through Twitter, through the reporters. And, you know, I was talking to some rank and file members. None of them had any idea what was going on behind the scenes. But clearly, Governor Hochul and the legislative leaders were negotiating a pay raise. And in the last, you know, week and a half, the, you know, $40,000 question has been, what is Hochul going to get in return for this? This is the maximum leverage point for a governor. And Governor Patterson sitting in the room. I don't. And, and you know, by the by the way, him. Melissa Ed Cox here. Way back when in 1999, it got Governor Pataki charter schools in December you know, in exchange I was for a pay raise. That chairman and I, I said just that I said, you know, George Pataki not only got charter schools, he got a package for the dairy farmers, and he also got structural reform and said, if the budget is late, then you're going to withhold the pay for legislators. So he got a number of things. And then when it came up, you know, when I was working for Governor Cuomo, we said, we're not going to do this unless you ban outside income and you go to the congressional model, which is 15 percent of a pay increase. And we went through a commission. Um, And so this is the, the maximum point of leverage that a governor has to get things done. And so everyone's sort of been guessing, what is she going to do? What is she going to do? And then the answer came today, which is absolutely nothing. So they went forward and got this 60 percent pay increase at a time, obviously, when families are struggling. And you can argue about the cost of living in New York City and, you know, the city council. Well, it makes wasn't it a 29 percent increase? It's like thirty two thousand dollars. So this isn't yeah, a cost of living increase. Let's make that clear. This is 29 percent. Right. How many thousands well, 60, of dollars? 60 percent. Thirty two thousand dollars, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh. And so, so they went in and, you know, oh there had been God. rumors that they were going to ban outside income and go to the congressional model, which is 15% of what you make, you're allowed to make an outside income, which for your listeners just means if you own an apartment and you're subletting it, you can make money on that or, you know, various other professions that lawmakers have. Uh, Shelly Silver can make an extra $5 million in, in his law firm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bill comes out and, and it shows it's China. actually 25%. So then the editorial boards felt like they'd been had and the Times Union came out strongly against it and the Daily News came out strongly against it. And lo and behold, they convened today. The legislature took up the pay increase. And I think the larger story here is that Hochul got nothing. And I think people are sort of looking at the tea leaves in terms of what is next year going to be like. You know, she won her election by the skin of her teeth. It was five points in a you know state where there's 
two times the number of Democrats than Republicans. It was an incredibly tight race. And she was coming in, I think, weak to begin with. And then you see this sort of standoff with the legislature. And the New York Post reported last night that she had actually been saying she wanted to do bail reform in order to do the pay raise. And the legislature told her to go pound sand, and she, and she blinked. And she so pounded sand. Part, right. so, and, sorry? And she, and she pounded sand. sand. Melissa, it's, uh, exactly. it's, is it a done deal? Is it over? But she didn't sign it yet, did she? Well, the, the, she has not signed it yet, but she was publicly supportive. And so she said unequivocally, the legislators deserve a pay increase. And so I support it. And so I don't know now, you know, she's put her feet in cement. I don't know how she goes if back. If she vetoes it, they, over, they override. Yeah, but the, then let, let, let them do that. No, actually, I mean, she should well, have the courage what, to do that. Actually, actually, if she were to veto it, say, on December 31st, they can't come back. Because they'd have well, to, they'd only be legislating for the next two years. I think you've got to give which, her lessons, uh, uh, Governor Patterson. Well, and more than that, Governor, take it one step further. Today is December 22nd. So if they send her the bill today, she's got 10 days to act. Because you don't count Sundays, it automatically kicks into January, which puts you in pocket veto land. Exactly. So that means that she wouldn't, ha- if she, all she has to do is not sign it. And it's an automatic veto in January. Well, I so hope Melissa, she has the courage. So I hope she has the courage not to sign it. So, Melissa, uh, it's it's uh, David. Uh, the the question that that I have for you is, uh, she said last week she didn't want to increase taxes. Now that started yep. to remind me of Congress Member uh, Hochul and and uh, Lieutenant Governor Hochul. But then um, she's done this. I mean, th- in two thousand and eight. I didn't like that the legislature was trying to not cut the budget as much as I thought it should have been since we now had a $20.3 billion gap. And when they didn't do it, I wouldn't even discuss the pay raise issue with them. And they, they blinked. They didn't go ahead and try to pass one. Did anybody you know, vote Governor, against it? It's funny the pay raise? you raise that. Well, I was going to say, Governor, it's funny you raise that because I was saying to a reporter today, it's funny how little these reporters remember about very recent history. And I brought you up as an example. And I said, the power of the governor's office is understanding how to use the power of being governor. And when you're governor, you put the entire budget in extenders. And I remember that famous photo of you doing the line item vetoes. And you, you mean you all the bills working. piled up over my head? Yes. Ed Cox, I call it the Patterson extender, a great maneuver. <laughs> That's right. And so you had an example where, you know, Governor Pataki used the pay increase to, to get some things that were important to him, where you used the leverage of the budget in order to get right. what was important to you, and where Governor Cuomo did the same. And in this now, instance, you had her up at bat, and she did nothing. Now, Melissa, well, no, I got, very got quickly, only a minute do, left. Uh, do you Governor. have any thought on the appointment of the chief judge today? You know, I think that that was the right choice on that list. What I find interesting was the number of far-left socialists who came out of the woodwork to immediately say they're not going to vote for him. And I think it's going to set up a fight, and I'm not sure she's got the votes in order to pass it. You've got to assume all the Republicans go against her, and then, you know, can the Democrats actually get the votes together? But Very good. That's exactly how I feel. So the fact now, that the far left is against one more uh, thing. him is a good thing. George Santos. What are we doing so, with George Santos? So George Santos, I think, is very interesting, and here's why I think it's interesting. It appears he is a total fraud. But so was Julia Salazar, who is a Democratic socialist who lied about being a Jewish immigrant who was poor. It turns out she wasn't an immigrant. She wasn't Jewish. She grew up in a neighborhood in Florida with Keith Hernandez. 
So a few years ago, something very similar happened on the left. And, you know, people, it was sort of like muted because it was on the left. In this instance, from what I've seen, and who knows, he's going to come out next week with his, you know, explanation, allegedly. But he appears to be a total fraud. Whose fault is that? You know, where was Newsday? Newsday had four races to cover. There's not one investigative reporter who checked the guy's background. It's, it's actually, I think, says a lot about it's the state of media today. And then also, frankly, the Robert Zimmerman campaign, that they didn't get that out there more. But it should have been a conversation. Robert in Zimmerman is a good guy. I know him for a long time. I'm, I'm, surprised he, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't do his homework on that. Great guy. And, you know, I supported him financially. I, I'm, you know, I think he's phenomenal. But, you know, this is a place where the media failed, where the campaign failed. And now, you know, there's the, the voters are sort of stuck with the results and we'll see what he has as an explanation. But it's like, you know, stranger than fiction. You can't make it up. Santos did say on Twitter, though, that he wants to assure everyone that he will address everyone's questions uh, and that he remains committed to deliver the results. He all right. Let's on. see what happens. Melissa, Merry Christmas. And we'll catch up Merry with you Christmas, again soon. Everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you for Melissa. all the hot news. John, I think we should give Melissa a prize. We've played music twice now. Yeah, but well, 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 what we, she we had gave, to say kept us engaged. Melissa, bonus time because she's great. <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. It. Let's take that break and go to Lou Dobbs. Thank you, Melissa. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.